summertime jobs got me working real hard. Relaxed afternoon sitting out in the yard. Just me and my baby, I'm holding her hand. Then pop, tingly, here comes a popsicle man. Orange, lemon, cherry, and lime. Fudge, tutti, fruity, and a break that's fine. Buy one for me and one for my chick. A lot of good eating on a popsicle stick. If you wanna get cool, it does a trick And it come on a stick Some people eat popsicles just for kicks But me and my baby, we save the six Sticky brother and sister, as quiet as a mouse We give them popsicle sticks to build a popsicle house Come on a stick. When you hear the bell go ding a ling, it's a popsicle man and he's the goody king. Say popsicle rappers and before long you went up on a graph to play this record on. If you wanna get good, it does a trick. And it come on a stick. It wasn't released for a few years. I, it may not have come out until 63. I'm not sure what year Popsicle came out, but it did better. I think it got in the top 20. When I started out as a kid making my own living, I started out supporting myself from about 12 years old. I pushed a Popsicle wagon out there in Englewood, and uh, I made enough money to buy my first car at, at age 14. I saved up 200 bucks one summer. <laughs> We had some experience in the Popsicle world, you know. Well, is Popsicle a double entendre song? Uh, no. No, it's a clean song. It's about my summertime jobs, got me working real hard, relaxed afternoon sitting out in the yard, just me and my baby, and we're holding hands, and then pop, ding-a-ling, here comes the Popsicle man. Popsicle, pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. <laughs> we always had to get the pa-pa-pas in there, you know. Now, there is no sexual connotation in this song. No, no. Uh -uh. That's wild. Get your mind out of the gutter. I know. Uh. I'm in the gutter on this one. I apologize for that. I thought you guys were, had your tongue in cheek on this stuff. Yeah, and no, it was, it was clean cut, all American rock and roll. That went to 21 on the charts, Popsicle, and Tennessee peaked at 69. Yeah. And that was Jan and Dean. And I guess, unfortunately, they got in that car wreck and their career didn't go as far as they would like. Yes, I became friends with Jan. I worked at Liberty Records from 62 to 64, helping to snuff Garrett out, producing. And Jan and I, we would run into each other at the record company. And one evening at the United Recorders down there on Sunset Boulevard, we were in the hallway chatting, and this little girl comes up. I remember she had dirty feet and was kind of ratty looking a little, but she was cute. 
she came up and she said, hey, guys, guess what? I said, Sonny's going to record me. And it was Cher. <laughs> Jan and I looked at each other like, yeah, sure, you know, yeah, sure. Anyway, they Sonny and Cher used to come up to the office and visit with Don Blocker, who was our A&R boss there. Kind of knew them just slightly. So you and Bobby Russell, talk to me about that co-writing partnership. I mean, you were more than just co-writers. You actually became business partners in the music publishing business. Bobby was just coming into his own as a great lyricist, a great songcrafter, a great writer. And from the moment we met, we had a dream of one day having our own publishing. We idolized Don Kushner and Al Nevins, who had all done music, Neil Sedaka, Carol King, and and all those folks up there then, we idolized them the way they got cuts, you know, and had their own publishing. But Bobby was signed to a company, and we didn't co-write much for that. But later on in, in 67, we had a brief period in there where we wrote for Bill Justice, the great arranger and the guy that recorded the great hit instrumental, Ronchi. We worked for him for a while, and he moved to California to become an arranger out there. And he said, you guys need to meet Fred Foster. So I went out and talked to Fred, and I'd never met him. He produced all the Roy Orbison records, kind of discovered Dolly. He was a great, great record man, had monument records. And we formed a company with him, Rising Suns Music and Records. Matt Gaden and I wrote, at, at that period of time, in 67, we wrote Everlasting Love which came out by Robert Knight on our label, on Rising Suns Records. We were kind of off to the races as publishers, but we still had partners. We had Fred Foster and Jack Kirby, his partner. The deal kind of fizzled out, and we asked for our release from there, and we formed Russell Kaysen Music. We immediately had a hit. Bobby wrote The Joker Went Wild for Brian Highland, which was, I don't know whether you can look that up or not, but it was a pretty good size hit record yeah top 40 in 1966 yes yes so we were kind of off to the races had our own little office and then in 68 bobby came within two weeks he wrote two of the big standards of the 60s honey which was a hit by bobby goldsborough and little green apples which was launched by roger miller and was a huge pop hit by oc smith and over 200 versions on each one of those songs. And it was in those days where you, you sold a lot of a lot of sheet music and albums, and every, everybody would record the hits in those days. Everybody from Robert Goulet to Sinatra to whoever would cover if you had a big hit pop song. Yeah, well, Little Green Apple was Song of the Year at the Grammys in 1968 and was a particular favorite of Frank Sinatra. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was a wonderful song. I was the first person to hear it outside of yeah, Bobby may have played it for his wife if they weren't fighting at the time. <laughs> that was Vicki Lawrence who recorded The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia? Yeah, but that, that wasn't his wife at the time. Oh, okay. That was before Vicki. Okay. And the, and the Vicki didn't last too long either. No, no. because he We had a hit record on Bobby called 1432 Franklin Pike Circle Hero. It was Roger Miller sounding song. And so Bobby was doing a couple of TV shows in California. He met Vicky. He met Vicky Lawrence and they got married. So that kind of ended our partnership. So long about 1970 is when I moved out to Berry Hill and started Creative Workshop 
and we started our individual publishing companies at that time. 